home. I am absolutely not a CEO in any sense. No one in my family could care less if you know that I have that title. I am only wife and mom, that's it. Um, so throughout the day, it's just dealing with different interruptions. Doesn't matter if I'm on a board call or I'm pitching to an investor, there's some kid behind me at some point uh, saying hello and wanting to chime in. And I've just, uh, just kind of learned to, to go with it. Staying connected was actually a big theme of ours. Um, interestingly enough, Nanit has a feature that no other baby monitor has where you can connect other family members. So you can set up user profiles for grandparents, for caregivers, um, for you know extended family members, friends, and you can control what they see or whether or not they can talk to the baby or whether or not they get alerts. You can have different user permissions for all these different profiles in the camera. So you can really create this community effect through, through Nanit. And it was amazing to see how people used it um, during a pandemic when you couldn't see family members, when you were bringing that precious life home and you couldn't share it with, you know, with those who were closest to you, like you used to be able to do. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adeshio, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Hello, thank you so much for joining me on the Mother Honestly podcast. I am your host for today's episode, Kristen Hall, COO of Mother Honestly, and I am so excited to have Sarah Dorsett, the Chief Operating Officer of Minute, join me today. And the, sorry, Chief Executive Officer, I always like to make sure I get those distinctions right, and I'm so excited to have her join us. Not only is she a retail veteran, the VP of e-commerce formerly at Bed Bath & Beyond, and great commercial experience that I can't wait to share, but this company is amazing. It was founded in 2014, um, and it's dubbed as the smartest baby monitor on the market. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about your background and how you launched this great product. Um, Sure. <laughs> I, uh, well, so my background, as you mentioned, um, is really in kind of retail strategy, um, kind of go to market. So um, I spent about 10 years of my career kind of in the beauty industry, really building and launching brands for Cody and Estee Lauder and kind of fell in love with um, that whole world. Um, and then the last 12 years, really building e-commerce um, businesses and, and scaling e-commerce businesses. So I had a lot of fun kind of on that technology side. Um, started off at Bloomingdales.com, moved over to Century 21 department stores, went on to Bed Bath & Beyond, as you mentioned, um, and then was uh, looking for something a little more um, mission-driven, I guess you could say. Um, I'm definitely a product junkie, um, but Nanit really struck me as a brand that was so much more than just a product. Um, it can really add so much more to a parent's life and, and being a mom myself, it was, it was really important for me um, or, or just felt really good to be able to join a company that was doing so much um, for parents and being able to give back knowing, you know, all the challenges that I've had um, as a mom, but then also all the joy and this product can kind of aid with both. Um, so I 
joined the company two years ago. I'm not the founder, um, but I really helped with um, kind of the, the vision and the go-to-market and the build of the brand itself. Um, and so kind of moved into this um, CEO role uh, to really continue to drive that. And we've had uh, quite a bit of success um, with, with just the foundation of what the product does. And this product, thank you for touching upon that because it was founded by, you know, a team of scientists, parents, engineers, and designers. Um, you know, it's a very smart product and it provides a lot of resources to parents that I love, I'm thinking back to the baby monitor that I had that I could barely see anything and the pixel technology on this is great as well as you guys help with, you know, parents that are tired and sleep training. So there's so much that went into the design of this, you know, can you tell for those that may not know the product as much or should switch if they haven't already, you know, what goes on and what you recommend and what you're seeing from the parents that have used this. Absolutely. So I, um, I really think this is life-changing. Um, and when you talk to, to parents about what it can do, um, it was really originally designed to be able to be a sleep coach uh, for parents. So the idea was really to help babies and parents sleep better, sleep being such a foundational pillar of health, um, especially uh, for infants, because you know when you move into nutrition and other things, um, those come later. But sleep is kind of that first thing you have to tackle. And oftentimes, I think, especially new parents, they don't quite realize um, that uh, that you're not going, you know, what that impact is going to be if you're not sleeping. And some of the first questions I think you you get when you become a new parent are, "How are you sleeping?" You know, so you hear that a lot. Um, so we have a postdoctorate certified sleep coach on our team who um, has come up with a whole sleep training program. So what the what the camera really does without any electronic devices, without anything dangerous um, for the baby, it literally uses computer vision technology, um, which essentially helps you understand your baby. So it it tracks when your baby wakes up, how long they've slept, how well they've slept, how often you've gone in to check on them, and then starts to learn about um, how your baby's sleeping and gives you some tips on how they might be able to sleep better. So it chimes in with some things that um, you could be doing to just help baby sleep a little bit longer. And then if you take advantage of those tips, we sort of celebrate along with you. So um, you get additional uh, kind of support along the way, but that's not all it can do. So you can also track um, breathing just to give you kind of that peace of mind to make sure. I know for me, um, you know, the first thing I always did was go in and kind of put my hand on baby's chest to make sure, make sure that the, the little that little chest was still moving. So we can do that same thing, but just using the camera, just watching um, you know, what the baby's wearing. We print a pattern on the on the apparel that we sell. And the baby can, and we track how baby is 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 breathing. And we have some new and exciting things um, that we can do with future products as well. So there's really no end to what this product can do um, because of the technology. It's literally just kind of recording um, what's going on and then packaging it up and feeding it back to you. It's 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 sort of that smart. Um, and one of the things we launched this year was we um, we can actually automatically capture really great memories for you too. So we can capture, we know exactly when your baby turns three months, four months, five months, and we, we give that back to you in kind of a digital baby book, but we can also capture when your baby rolls over, when they stand up, when they crawl. Um, there's all sorts of different things that we can do um, because of the type of technology that you wouldn't be able to do if you had a traditional baby monitor because you're not supposed to be in front of the crib capturing all those things. If you imagine when you're with a traditional baby monitor, you're looking and you're saying, oh my gosh, 
gosh, that was so cute, but I didn't get, you know, I can't grab that. I can't record it. Well, Nana can do that for you because it's literally kind of that, uh, that, that vision tech that can grab all of those precious moments for you. So we can also give back um, to parents that kind of joy of parenting and, and that those uh, really precious priceless moments that you wouldn't get uh, otherwise. What I love that you touched on there that really struck with me um, is that, you know, for a lot of parents, this journey can be very isolating. You feel like you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what's going on. Um, and there's a very much a warmth and inviting community that goes along with this great technology. So things that you're struggling with or those moments that you're not capturing, because sometimes we always tell people it's a blur, you know, with what's going on, it kind of goes so quickly. But this, to your point, you get a digital baby book back. You get suggestions and help or things that peace of mind. I remember a couple of times, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and just being like, I should go check. I should go check. Like, I know he's fine, but I should go check. Um, and so I really like that it has that community element to it. And it's a very kind of embracing and welcoming piece of technology that not only makes the parents' life easier, you get to sleep more. You guys have great statistics on how much more parents can sleep by using this technology, but it also gives some of those benefits that you wouldn't necessarily think of is that you're, you know, I think of, the baby monitor that I have, I wasn't anywhere near attached to it or anything. It was just kind of something that was there. I couldn't see them very well. Um, but there's so much great things about that. And so for your role, what I love is that you've had such great experience developing strong brands, like you mentioned, launching products like this that have such great product metrics to them that make the branding, you know, this branding alone is, is quite strong. What have you learned in your journey that's helped you with helping brands succeed. We have a lot of women that listen that are entrepreneurs that are trying to figure out how do I market? How do I pivot? You know, what's worked well for you through your career? So my, um, the thing that I've probably spent the most um, time on, I would say really thinking about this, this dates back to kind of those early years of working in the, in the beauty industry, when you watch these really amazing, really smart women build fragrances, they spend an entire year kind of wrapping a story around this, this special little bottle. Um, so for me, I think that one of the foundational things that we do, especially at Nanit, and I would say elsewhere um, across my career has been to really define the different differentiating factor of, of what that brand kind of can be. Where are the holes in the market? So when we looked at Nanit, when we were really kind of studying Nanit, there were a few things that were really interesting. One is most of the time when you sell a baby monitor, you don't think, what are the things that go with my baby monitor? It's just a, you know, it's usually just a standalone item. Um, you don't sell a lot of other things with it. There aren't a lot of brands that can be a baby monitor, but also kind of expand into a full kind of branded product line. Um, and we realized that we had an opportunity to do that. The second was we know so much about um, babies in the crib and we built so much trust with parents. And it's really, um, really important to us, um, that, that trust that we've built, um, that we felt like we could be a destination for the crib. We could really be, um, there, there isn't any brand out there that's really, um, from a monitoring perspective, that isn't kind of basing themselves on something that might be a little bit more scary, that might make parents a little more anxious. And we didn't want to be that. We wanted to be um, a parenting partner, a really supportive um, uh, product. So for, there wasn't anything in the market or there was no place where you could just come for all, everything you needed in the crib. And surprisingly, we had an opportunity to do that. So, so to answer your question, it was really about identifying um, and I've done this before, you know, I think with, with the brands that, um, 
that I worked on in the past, it was giving me a lot of flexibility um, to be able to build brands. Um, so building something that would give me flexibility to pivot around a little bit um, with a lot of the econ businesses that I mentioned earlier, that was one of the, the, the key factors was how do I create flexibility so that if something over here isn't working, I can kind of pull it out, you know, in a modular way and plug something else in. Um, and then for uh, Nana, it was really how do I build a foundation where sort of the, the holes in the market where the stories haven't been told. Um, I think that I was fortunate because I could bring a lot of personal experience to this brand um, just from a you know, a mom perspective, um, but really kind of identifying, you know, there isn't a place where people go and say, geez, what is, you know, everything I need for this crib moment, making the crib a magical place. There is no brand that does that today. And it really is a magical place. Your baby's spending half their life there if they're sleeping well. Um, and there's a lot going on in that crib. You know, there's a lot that you're not seeing, but, um, but Nana can really capture a lot of it. There's so much development going on in that crib. It's a really fun place to be. Um, it can be a lot less scary, you know, um, than it than it seems uh, originally. So, really, I guess I would say carving out um, sort of a, a niche has been sort of one of the one of the um, one of the things that's that's helped me succeed in, in some of the roles I've had. Now more than ever, women are demanding a quick recovery after surgery. Women are incredibly proactive when it comes to their health and ask their doctors a number of questions prior to surgery. Unfortunately, there's one topic that they often forget to discuss, which can directly impact their recovery experience, non-opioid pain management options. Non-opioid options used before, during, and after surgery can effectively manage pain while minimizing the need for opioids and limiting a patient's downtime after surgery. Planning for surgery? Unlock your X Factor by visiting yourxfactor.com forward slash M8 to learn more about non-opioid pain management options and raise your expectations for what is possible after surgery. And just from a company perspective of that, I mean, Nana is strong and you've had 50 million in total funding. You're backed by big, you know, ventures, companies such as Upfront Venture, RRE Ventures, Jerusalem Venture Partners and RHO Capital Partners, as well as you guys have received, you know, some top accolades. You're one of the 100 most promising startups um, by CNBC's Upstart List. You guys have done a lot on the financial side to really build this company. You know, for changing gears a little bit, you know, as the CEO, what have you seen that's worked really well? And, you know, what recommendations might you have for people that are seeking funding or anything you've learned along that journey? Oh my goodness. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> I think it's really, um, I, I, I think the most critical thing I've learned in the fundraising process has been to really listen, really pay attention to the types of questions that you get asked, um, really take the feedback seriously. Um, this particular, and, and you have to find two things. One, you, I think you have to find a way to, um, to keep what you're doing really interesting. Um, you know, there definitely has to be something that really kind of catches everybody's attention. So that whole pitch process um, was really critically important. And then I think you have to be able to paint a vision of a company that is actually very different than the company that you sit in, you know, where you are today. You really need kind of that, that, that 
sort of uber vision um, as well when you when you go out and you kind of fundraise to really to really grab attention, I would say. So doing a lot of homework and a lot of prep work really does pay off, I think, in the fundraising world. Um, I can't tell you how much easier it was for me to raise funds by just being very prepared, anticipating a lot of questions, having a lot of things kind of on paper um, to be able to go, go out with. Um, but I also really valued the experience. So all of the relationships that I built, even though I didn't, you know, I wasn't, maybe wasn't funded by, you know, everybody wasn't hunting me down to give us money, uh, maintaining those relationships, building relationships um, with these VCs um, and with partners out there who really were interested, but just, it wasn't the right time. They weren't ready. They couldn't make the decision. Um, really using it as a pretty incredible networking opportunity, um, I think really helped us as well. So, um, it's a, it's a really different life. I, I have to say, this is the first job I've been in where I've had to do this. Um, and I had to, I had to learn fast. So I'm, I was really sort of an amateur <laughs> two years ago. Um, and I wouldn't call myself an expert yet, but. Thank you for sharing that. I love, you know, sometimes is we, we've seen a lot of listeners or those in the community that you know they're afraid to get started they don't know what they don't know and so they're afraid to take that leap so I appreciate you sharing you know that you may not have known a lot two years ago but just how much you've learned and adapted in that two-year time um, you know has really added to your experience and your knowledge and I love you know not every no needs to be a full closed door it's a great opportunity to, as you mentioned to network to build those relationships you never know when you'll you know meet them down the path um, and again, you know, we always tell people, do your homework, whether it's salary negotiations, where it's pitching an idea or that if you've done your due diligence, it really makes a difference. So I appreciate you sharing that. Not only are you a CEO in dealing with a team in a pandemic, but you're also a mom of three in a pandemic. Um, so I want to ask you, you know, from both that side, because you have great experience to share there, you know, what you're doing to support your company in your executive role, but also, you know, how are you coping yourself as a mom? How it's been a lot of challenges. I don't know. Some days I can, some days I don't know if I can say I'm coping. I don't know if I can even use that word. Um, but this year has just been unprecedented. I think um, when it comes to to life in general, I think most people would probably say that you know, no one anticipated what a pandemic would do. Um, from a company perspective, we are very much a family first, family focused company. So all of us have children, almost all of us have children. Those who don't are very passionate about the product and what it can do. So um, we're, I like to say that we're, we're really passionate about life, you know, just about, about uh, allowing people to be kind of their best selves. Um, and in a lot of cases, you know, it's a, it's a parenting brand. So those who are parents, you know, we're always kind of supporting them. So throughout the pandemic, we just tried to stay as close as we could to everyone, you know, stay connected. Staying connected was actually a big theme of ours. Um, interestingly enough, Nanit has a feature that no other baby monitor has where you can connect other family members. So you can set up user profiles for grandparents, for caregivers, um, for you know extended family members, friends, and you can control what they see or whether or not they can talk to the baby or whether or not they get alerts. So you can have different user permissions for all these different profiles in the camera. So you can really create this community effect through, through Nanit. And it was amazing to see how people used it. 
um, during a pandemic when you couldn't see family members, when you were bringing that precious life home and you couldn't share it with, you know, with those who were closest to you, like you used to be able to do. Um, so we kind of took that theme, um, amplified it a bit for our audience and offered some some things to our customers, but also internally really took it to heart as well. Um, how do we stay connected? How do we do things um, that are a little bit more fun and communicate? Um, so we're always kind of looking for ways. A lot of times we're sending um, we're sending out care packages to our employees and, and just trying the best we can to make everybody feel like we're still thinking about them. Like, you know, we're still, we're all in this together. Um, and then I would say just from a, a mom coping perspective, um, I've learned things about my children that I don't think I ever would have learned otherwise. <laughs> um, being home with them, I could write a book, you know, I mean, at one point, you know, I had to almost shave my daughter's head because she got toys stuck in it. And my, um, my, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, at one you're cutting off from cutting off all her hair because her brothers, you know, stuck all these things in her hair and there was no way of getting them out to, you know, my son uh, grabbing my nanny's phone and planning play dates all by himself and people just showing up at our house, you know, and not knowing it just all the things that, that, um, that, that they started to just do because they were, they, they were defining their own, their new life, their new pandemic life too. So, um, so it's been uh, a, quite an experience. Both my husband and I work from home. Um, so we have different office spaces kind of set up at home. I am absolutely not a CEO in any sense. No one in my family could care less if, you know, that I have that title. I am only wife and mom. That's it. Um, so throughout the day, it's just dealing with different interruptions. It doesn't matter if I'm on a board call or I'm pitching to an investor. There's some kid behind me at some point uh, saying hello and wanting to chime in. And I've just, uh, I've just kind of learned to, to go with it. Who said business and pleasure can't mix? Check out Lincoln.com. Luxury vehicles designed with you in mind. Thoughtful interiors and insightful technologies that provide an effortless ownership experience. Thank you for sharing that. You know, the one thing we always like to highlight with Mother Honestly is, you know, it is the honest conversations that it's not all glamorous it's really hard at times it's really difficult obviously there's great parts that are so rewarding but that you can kind of find whatever that balance may be for your family and your company or your individual workflow what you're doing you know to kind of some days have some sanity some days have less sanity you know we appreciate when we get to hear kind of those honest assessments about that and what I love um, you know that we're seeing now especially to I think across from you know, we always say the shop floors of the C-suite is that we're seeing a lot more normalization of inter inter interruptions into that we're seeing much more of that intersect of the home life and the work life and people, whereas before we would always keep it very pulled back. You didn't want to have your kids on a conference call. Everyone now is going through a shared experience from the top to the bottom that, and it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing. You know, we've seen it with on the news where weatherman or anchors are interrupted during their programming the same um that it's really kind of helped normalize what should have always been kind of a normal experience but now there's no way to get around parenting in a pandemic um if you could take away 
you know, from your employees, because uh, some of the earlier conversations that we've had were, you know, people are really are struggling with how do they balance? How do they, you know, what I love about Nana is your company is very parent focused. Um, so you appreciate that people are bringing those struggles and bringing their authentic selves to work. We do get from our community, those that are working for corporations or in jobs that may not have that same kind of openness and flexibility, you know, from where you sit and what you've learned in your career, what would you recommend to those parents that are kind of struggling to have those conversations with their employer? I think, you know, I, it's hard to give kind of a blanket response to that one because every culture is so different. Um, I can say that from my experience, uh, that one of the positives about the pandemic has really been, this is sort of the working style, I guess, um, that I've always kind of craved as a, as a woman, as, as a working mom, um, because I think I always felt a little bit like I had to, um, I had to keep the two very separate. You know, I, I couldn't come to work with all of my kid problems, you know, um, and now I can kind of balance that. Um, but I think, I think one of the things that the pandemic has done is allow some of those conversations to happen. Um, I, I, again, I don't, when you have a conversation uh, with somebody, it's, it's so unique, right? Because they bring their own perspective. So in order to answer that question, I think I, I, think I would say that, um, you know, being very honest about the commitment that you can make to the company, but the, that you can, you can do it based on what you need for your life and what you need to be um, what you need to do for your family. So, um, you know, for me, I, I, always, I was always hung up on this idea that if you, there were only really two times a day when I needed to be there for my kids and they just happened to be the two times a day that I also needed to be in the office, right? It was right in that morning when you had to get your kids to school and right when they come home. Um, but I could work around that and get all of, you know, and get my job done too. And I think if you're able to, um, if your company is open to more of a flexible schedule and you can really partner on, you know, what that means and what that looks like and really kind of show that you can balance those two things. Um, I think one of the things that's really impressive about working moms, and I know every single one that, that works with me and has worked with me in the past, I've always been so impressed by how efficient uh, working moms are, you know, you, you, you go to work and you, when you don't have kids and, you know, you're, you, you have a lot of time for lunch and, and maybe chatting and some free time to build relationships. You have a baby, you get to work, you get your job done. <laughs> you don't spare any minute, you know, there's really no idle time in there. You just become this amazingly efficient person. Um, and I think that's just, you know, rather than giving um, someone advice about having a conversation, and you know, I think that's something that employers really should know is that us working moms, you know, we get the job done, you know, because we, we, we have to balance that day and balance that time. And we know how important it is to, to keep everything kind of organized. Absolutely. Blessing always says that if you want something done, ask them out because you don't have the luxury sometimes of tabling it till later. It's got to get done on to the next thing. And I think even, you know, I, I always, I appreciate you answering that question and kind of, you know, giving your thoughts on it, because I think for those listening or that, you know, even from where you sit or what you've seen, you know, it comes down to, again, people really need to communicate and advocate for what they need. And we, we've had this discussion you know, on our socials and, and in a couple different forums, but it's also a great opportunity for women and working parents 
or wherever you're at or those with if you don't have kids but you're dealing with you know caring for your aging parents or caring for someone else um finding a company that aligns with your values and i what i like so much about nana is you guys walk the talk both in your products and both in your company structure and i think it's a great reminder for our listeners that you know if you go and you take a stab and you have these conversations and it doesn't necessarily play out to what you're hoping to achieve it's a good opportunity then to evaluate where you are and what could come next you know in, in making those decisions so thank you for sharing you know candidly you know your thoughts and where you've been in in the pandemic journey i know it's <laughs> i'm laughing for you know we're usually we don't air the um the video when we do our podcast and I today I have no makeup on it's been a hell of a morning and I'm like well nope here we go we're go and before I would have never been caught dead in anything and now I'm like you know what that's that's working from home that's life it's chop 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 and here we go I have to say Sarah, sometimes yeah. I get I, I forget if I've worn the same thing two days in a row <laughs> yeah <laughs> like do you yep. like that shirt yesterday has ever who's seen me who saw me yesterday <laughs> It's I was. <laughs> yep, the same thing. I've gone to the store now too, and what is it? We're actually calling it my trash gnome look. Is that <laughs> some days you just look like a trash gnome or a trash pirate? There's no, there's no two ways around it. But Sarah, I love what you're doing. How can our listeners learn more about Nanette? How can they all Nanette? I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch myself. I'm gonna be great on this. And how can they follow your journey as well? Well, I think, you know, you can definitely um, follow, you know, just follow us on all the normal, um, the, the normal channels that you would. Um, we definitely have a very active sort of a Facebook and Instagram channel. So you learn a lot there. Um, uh, LinkedIn is always a great place for us to share what's going on. Um, our website as well, um, nanit, you know, nanit.com. Um, so those are really the places where, you know, it's easiest, you know, I would say kind of all the normal, normal spots, um, but we try to stay pretty active. You can look for us to be building out um, a community in the coming year as well. So hopefully um, our app experience will, will kind of explode um, in more of a community way. We really wanna bring all of these um, parenting experiences together and connect parents um, in, a, in a much bigger way. We know we have an opportunity to do that too. We've heard so much from our parents. Um, so that's, that's what's to come as well. Um, but currently today you'll find us in, in, the, in the normal spots. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more relevant content for the ambitious mom, head on over to motherhonestly.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mother Honestly. Love our podcast? We want to hear from you. Please rate and review our podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We love growing at Mother Honestly, and your reviews help us grow. Stay safe, stay well, and always stay ambitious.